Welcome to Medicus, a student-run podcast about any and all things in the world of medicine. Follow along as we interview outstanding individuals about important topics in healthcare. Hello, Medicus listeners. My name is Brittany, and I'm here today with my co-host, Katie. We're both first-year medical students at Stretch, and we're so excited to be talking to you today as we try something a little bit different for this episode of Medicus. Yeah, so basically, while sitting in Zoom Anatomy, watching our professors dissect a cadaver's leg, doing their best to show us the difference between the flexor digitorium brevis and longus without being able to hand us the forceps and physically let us see for ourselves, it occurred to us just how unique of a medical school experience this was. Should we be sniffing formaldehyde and rooting some scrubs with bleach to help everything sink in? Or is that crazy? How is it possible that we're doing something that for centuries has been done in person completely on our laptops? Is this innovation or the product of a pandemic that will quickly revert when things settle back down? And this got us thinking, what exactly does a day in the life of a Stritch student look like now? How has it been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic? Over the next few weeks, you'll see us release three new bonus episodes, including this one, where we talk to Stritch students from each class about how the pandemic has impacted their medical education. Starting with students in their preclinical years and working our way up to a fourth year student who's applying to residency. One thing is certain, COVID has imploded the usual playbook for how information is delivered and assessed in medical school. And while every medical school is handling the pandemic a little bit differently, Join us now as we explore what this looks like at the Stritch School of Medicine and how it might impact medical education for years to come. Today we are here with Guy Olson, a first-year medical student, and Anisha Sharma, a second-year medical student at Stritch. We'll be talking about what life looks like for them as they take on their preclinical years. Guy and Anisha, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourselves and just for fun, include a new quarantine hobby or experience you've had? Okay, well, I guess I can start. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Guy. Uh, Very honored to be on this episode of Medicus as a guest uh, interviewee. Um, I'm from Park Ridge, Illinois, so it's a northwest suburb of Chicago, so just about like 25 minutes north of campus. Uh, I graduated from the University of Wisconsin in 2019, and a quarantine pastime I picked up was golf. Um, Not good at it, but encouraged to keep with it and looking forward to more seasons of warm weather. Hey, everyone. My name is Anisha. I'm also very honored to be here. Um, I graduated from Loyola in 2018. Oh, my God. It feels like forever ago. I'm an M2. I love being here at Stretch. I'm originally from Gurney, so I did a gap year out in Maryland, and I was begging to come back to Chicago like every day. Quarantine pastime, I started fostering cats. I'm okay at it. Yeah, that's all I'll say about that. And kind of going off of that, Anisha and Guy have kindly agreed to reflect with us a little bit about what it's been like to receive a medical education during the coronavirus pandemic. And we're really excited to do this so that we can kind of preserve a piece of this crazy moment in time and kind of a unique moment in time when the vaccine is a thing that we can look forward to right now um, and give you the inside scoop of what it's been like doing this at Stretch. 
So to get us started, um, and this is a question for both of you, can you take us through a typical day in med school for you right now? This could include school life, non-school life. Do you think that being entirely or mostly online has changed the way that you learn during med school? I'll go ahead. All right. Uh, So a typical day for med school and me is wake up, scroll social media, get ready, make breakfast, make coffee, text accountability and friends. It's a small group that I run. Start Anki, scroll social media, watch videos, scroll social media, lunch, keep doing Anki until I give up. And then I try to work out here and there. But that is a very honest, typical day of med school for me. Yeah, so typical day of med school for me, wake up, snooze probably like five times because just like without having like a physical place to be, I'm really bad at getting out of bed. So like knowing that my day is pretty much entirely on me, if I set an alarm for eight, most days I'll get out of bed at like nine. No shame though. Make some coffee, have my breakfast, which is the same thing every single day. I'm a creature of habit. So then I'll come into this little office, which is in my parents' house, still living at home with them. Watch lecture videos at two times speed, sometimes two and a half if I'm feeling crazy. Pretty much forget everything because it's just going so quick that I can't absorb it that well, but I do it anyways. And then open up Anki and just sit there and click, click, click. And then it's eventually I get hungry again, eat lunch, come back in here, try and do more Anki, doesn't really work, and then eat dinner. My girlfriend got a puppy at the beginning of the pandemic in March, and she only lives like three minutes away from me, and he's a golden doodle. So then usually like I'll eat dinner with her and we'll take him on a walk, and then I'll come back home, sit on my phone, try and get myself to do some work, and yeah, that's about it. That's a day. It's like scary too, because I think that over break, I had the same amount of screen time. It was just like, instead of watching a lecture, I was watching something fun. (laughs) Well, lecture's fun, but so Anisha, because you kind of have that unique perspective of having been at Stritch in a before and after transitioning online, could you kind of just walk us through last year, what it was like in March to transition online? And if you ever thought that in January, we'd be kind of having that same conversation. Yeah, I do want to say that I feel really, really lucky that I was able to be on campus for some time. Like my heart every single day goes out to all of you that are M1s because this is really hard without classmates. Back in March, I think um, it was really weird because school and things were still moving. And I think it was easier for us to transition online with lectures, especially but I felt a little frozen where I was like, what's going on? I kind of want answers, like how long is this gonna take? But, uh, you know, we had to keep moving and it didn't help that there was so little information about like COVID and what it was. And we just, we all wanted answers. And my daily dynamics just like went out the window. And again, I kept thinking like, what's happening? I wasn't hoping that we would be having this conversation. Or like I was hoping that we wouldn't be having this conversation a year later. But honestly, as I've watched the pandemic, like go through the way that it is, I'm optimistic that we have a vaccine now and we might be like near the end of it. So my hope was so bad that like there's new levels of like, oh, okay, there's hope now. 
Yeah, I think that get, that does bring up a really good point about how because we're doing school from home and everything is kind of to a certain extent a little more isolated than it would have been if we were all on campus together. So this is kind of a question for both of you. How has COVID impacted your sense of community? So whether that's building, keeping friendships and personal relationships, professional relationships, um, take that that question however makes sense to you. I guess for me, like I'm a pretty outgoing person. So that's just been the hardest part for me in terms of like getting that sense of community. It's just because like, I don't know, behind a screen, there's only so much that you can like really feel or interact or connect with someone when they're not freezing every other three seconds and there's not a lag and they're blurry half the time. So just like, I don't know, interacting with the same people on campus, like walking between classes, eating lunch with someone, like a lot of that now is like alone. Like, you know, I watch lecture alone, I eat alone, I am alone. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's just been the hardest part. Like, and I think it's the same struggle for everyone virtually. And a small part of me is just like, just looking forward to any semblance of getting back on campus for just a single activity. That's my hope for second semester. If we could do one thing on campus, it will already be exponentially better than first semester, so. Yeah, I really resonate with you. Obviously not as much with the um, ones. For me, I think at first I was like kind of happy that a lot of things got canceled because man, I was overwhelmed back in March already and then everything got canceled and I was like, whoo, this is kind of what I needed. But I think it got harder as like time went on. So I'm, I, I'm half and half where there are moments where I need to like refuel myself and then moments where I need to like be with others and I feel like I got a lot of time to refuel myself, but then not being around others has like started to be like detrimental and it doesn't feel as good anymore. So it was, it was interesting for me because my boyfriend is very outgoing and he loves to be around people. So I, at first I was like, I don't get it. Like, this is kind of nice. And then slowly I was like, oh, I get it now. I know what he was feeling back in like March, April, like this poor soul. I don't know how he's been doing it professionally it's been hard too you can't like network with professors as well it's already hard to get a hold of them but now you can't even like see them around campus or in the hospital I've been able to keep up with a lot of friendships because of this group I run called accountability and friends and I know a lot of my classmates so that's been good but I think something that's really hard is I'm looking at a screen all day the last thing I want to do at the end of the day is like text people back and it's so hard because I like I want to but there's just something about like being able to sit around people and talk. Yeah, absolutely. And Anisha, you've mentioned accountability and friends a couple of times, and I'm really curious. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. So back when March hit, a lot of us used to go like to lecture in person. I feel like I did it just to make myself feel better. I don't know if it actually helped me, but I asked a bunch of my classmates I was like hey does anyone want to create some semblance of doing lecture in person like at the same time and I would do these check-in like there was a separate group me for it and I called it accountability and friends because I'm a huge dork and we would do check-ins so I'd be like all right whoever's watching like x lecture with me like check in with me here like like this message and we would like do it and then I would thank whoever joined me at that time and it kind of kept growing I don't know if it's because they were like hey look at this clown but it like started growing. And then when second year hit, it became more about like just sending reminders, basically telling people my therapy sessions and like what I'm going through. 
which I know might sound weird, but I feel like so many of us are like going through it. It's very nerve wracking sometimes, but I feel vulnerable enough to like share with that group when I'm really struggling, like when things are really hard and if they're feeling the same way. Um, and it's created like, I think like a good community. And if anybody from accountability friends is listening, like, I love you so much. It's been a really good group. And I really wish like the M1s had something like it too, because we're, we all like need each other and like accountability. I think, you know, I always say like, it takes a med school to like raise a doctor. So it's like nice to have accountability and friends to have that as my little med school that's going to raise me. That sounds super cool. We'll, we'll have to get on that as a class. Like yeah, <laughs> I send gifts in the morning and memes and I don't know. I just love it. We all like laugh at everything and make jokes about it. We're all brutally honest in that group. That's so awesome. And I think that's so cool how you've still been able to kind of come together and just have a group where everyone understands what everyone's going through. Because I think that's part of it too. Sometimes it's so easy to look around and say like, am I the only one feeling this way? Like, am I the only one who's freaking out right now or who's struggling right now? So the answer is no, always, Brittany, it's always no, (laughs) which is very comforting and is even like in the moments a very, very good to hear. The next question that we had kind of set up for both of you is if there's anything that just because of the way that school is set up being all online that you've gotten to do that you wouldn't have gotten to do in person. Really good question. As sad as it sounds, like I can't even think of anything, if anything, I just feel like I've gotten less productive, which just creates even less time for me to do things that I'd normally want to do. I am, I mentioned earlier in the episode that I'm still living at home. And I think even though I live pretty close to campus, had we had been in person from the start, I probably would have moved to the Forest Park, Maywood, Oak Park area, you know. So living at home has definitely um, created some more family time whether that was needed or not is to be determined, but um, uh, that has been a positive. Also, I have a basketball hoop in my driveway. So when it was warm outside, I kind of got back into playing some basketball, but here we are in the snow and the cold, and now I have nothing really else to do. One thing, one more thing, as I keep just thinking of them on the spot, cooking. I like was never really like a good cook or like really like found the time or effort to put into it. But now that everything is so virtual and we control our own, like our own schedules, I've made like more of a conscious effort to um, step my cooking up from like microwaving Trader Joe's mac and cheese to like finding a recipe and trying it out and making it. So that has also been um, a nice, a nice positive of it all. And then Anisha, you had mentioned before that you adopted two cats. Is that something that like is a product of the moment or was going to happen no matter what? Because it's no, definitely a product of the moment. Um, I was getting real lonely in my apartment and it's hard because I so I live alone, which is great, but it's also hard because you're alone all the time. So I started fostering two cats, which were 100% feral. And guess who had to find that out by themselves, which means like they like have no association with humans. They don't like humans. They did not like me. I truly thought they were going to eat me in my sleep. And it was, it was a big, it was a whole thing. It was, it was a whole thing. But something that I really did get into was um, I just got into sports a lot more like during this time, like NFL and NBA. It's like a whole new world for me. And my best friend, uh, the love of my life, my soulmate, Jaina, she 
loves the NBA. So like we've been able to bond over that. And my boyfriend loves the NFL. So like, I feel like all of those avenues have opened for me and Twitter is big with this stuff too. So then I like that community has opened up and I understand so many more memes, which is honestly the true ultimate goal in life. So that's been really nice. And something else that like I did, I feel like I just address things that were like kind of going on with me. I feel like when we're around other people, like part of us forget things that are hard. But for me, like, I kind of had to like, admit that like, I have issues with focusing and like procrastination. And I get really sad being around other people. So that was like something that like me and my therapist, we really had to work on during quarantine and like work together. And so it's been nice to like, make doctor's appointments or make more appointments that like fit with my schedule and be able to go in or do it via video. Because I don't know how you all are, but even as a future medical professional, I do not take care of myself. Like I don't schedule those doctors and dentist appointments like I should. And then for our listeners who don't know, Stritch has recently given med students here the opportunity to get vaccinated. And I guess the first question is, have either of you guys uh, elected to get the vaccine? Yeah, I, uh, I got it yesterday at 11.50 a.m. But yeah, I was super excited to get it. Um, my arm is a little bit sore, but other than that, I, I would have never known that I got it. Yeah, I was volunteering in like one of the first clinic days they were offering volunteers the vaccine. And they were like, hey, do you want to get it? And I was like, yes, tell me where to go. Like, I'm ready. I want it right away. And I think what was really cool was I saw all of my professors getting it too. So it made me like feel so much more at ease and way more excited about it. I honestly felt like a celebrity. I love that. What has it been like in that room just in general? Like, cause it's a lot of healthcare professionals and people who are probably just haven't been in the middle of it for so long. Just, is it happy? Is it like, oh my gosh. For me, like being in the observation room has been great. Like I wish they gave us confetti so we could throw it at everybody that like walks through the door because honestly, that's how I feel on the inside. Some people really do feel that way. Like we should have banners that just say, congratulations, you've been vaccinated. So I think what's nice is that there's hope on the horizon. I think they feel more comfortable potentially like going back to work and being around patients a lot more it's still hard because need the second dose and then wait like you know sometime after the second dose as well uh I'll I'll talk a little bit more about the observation room because actually the first day I went in to volunteer I took over for Anisha and I'm like oh like what do you do here she's like I don't know you just kind of have fun with it like sometimes I'll cast a fishing rod in and like wheel people up when it's time for like them to make their second appointment or whatever so but I did see a lot of professors, I'm not going to name drop, but um, they had no clue who I was. And I'm like, oh, do I even introduce myself? Like, I've only ever like listened to their pre-recorded lectures. But it was also nice seeing like other med students, like uh, M2s, M3s, M4s, and just being like, oh, like, so if things were normal, I would probably see you walking around the school sometime. And like, like just that, that helped build more of a sense of community. So we know that Navigating the COVID pandemic has been challenging for all of us in so many different ways, kind of through the ups and the downs of it. How have you kept yourself motivated? Like, even if you're not at 100% each day, what's kept you going? I guess the motivating part for me, the process of applying to medical schools was just like such a headache, nerve wracking. And I was checking Gmail probably 50, 60 times a day. 
did I get an interview? Did I hear back from school X, Y, Z? And so just like, it's motivating knowing that like, we're already here. People say like the phrase, like once you get into medical school, you're in. The fact that we've already gotten in, the fact that we don't have to like go through that process of applying, like we've made it, like that's the motivating part. Like we've already put in the work to get here. Like might as well like make it pay off. I'm just like very grateful that I'm here in the moment and like very happy to be in medical school. So like just reminding myself that like I'm here and like uh, that's what keeps me motivated. Yeah, I think for me, like having to get up and text accountability and friends is the first thing that like gets me going. So knowing like I have others that are like in it with me and I I do um, resonate with Guy, the idea of like we're here, you know, we're not going to get this kind of time again to just like sit and learn as much as we can. But something else that motivates me is that um, I'm not like alone in this. And even the days that are like really, really hard, I know it's like hard for somebody else. And I just try to keep that in mind. Like this isn't supposed to be easy, especially in the middle of pandemic. And because I'm not alone, like there, you know, there's hope that things will like get better and that we'll get to go back to normal, but also like I'll be on clinicals in what, six months. So there's like hope for that too. Cause it's exciting that, you know, the talk times do like, they do eventually end just got to get through it. Well, Anisha and Guy, thank you again so much for being here with us today. We've really enjoyed having the chance to kind of talk candidly about what the last, you know, nine, 10 months or so have been like. And uh, we're, we're really excited that you're here with us. So thank you again for taking the time. Thank you, Katie and Brittany. Honestly, it was so nice to talk with everyone and Guy too. I haven't had this kind of interaction in a long time. Yeah, thank you for having us on. It was, uh, it was really fun. I'm, I'm glad we got the chance to do this. Thanks for listening to this episode. This wouldn't be possible without the support from our listeners. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate donations to help fund the production of this podcast. To support us, go to medicuspodcast.com, where you can additionally find show notes, links, and information about our guests. We are at Medicus Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or episode suggestions, please submit them on our website. This podcast is intended for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine. No patient-doctor relation is formed, and the content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Views and opinions are their own and do not represent any organization.